And we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, señores y señores. This is the NAI Ball Podcast. It is season five, episode number six, and I am thrilled to join you as always, the host of the NAI Ball Podcast. Robbie Gutierrez here with you. We will bring in the foremost authority on NAI Baseball, Cody Butler, here in just a minute. But this show, just like for the rest of this year, all of our shows are brought to you by our friends over at Off Speed Athletics, the official title sponsor of the NAI Ball podcast. When it comes to building the brand, no one does it better than our friends over at Off Speed Athletics. Off Speed Athletics can provide your program with high quality sublimated uniforms and apparel for your youth, high school, and collegiate team. That's right. Off Speed Athletics can help you at every single level for your uniform needs. Look, do me a favor. Stop what you're doing right now. Just give it a second. Keep Let the podcast keep going. You can listen to me and Cody. Just keep it rolling. But stop what you're doing. Give them a follow on Twitter and Instagram. That's at OffSpeedATH. At OffSpeedATH. Take a moment right now. Visit their work. Check them out on their website as well. www.OffSpeedAthletics.com. That's www.OffSpeedAthletics.com. We need to be supporting the people who support us. Off-Speed Athletics supports the NAI Ball podcast. Let's support them as well. That's Off-Speed Athletics, the official title sponsor of the NAI Ball podcast. So what does this week entail for all of you at home? Well, we're going to kick things off with shout-outs and mentions the same way we always do each and every week. Then we're going to go into our week in review. Our sponsor, Anthony Bethel, will join us to tell us more about Off-Speed Athletics this week. We've got our NAI Ball Pitcher, Hitter, and Team of the Week. That is going to be presented by Pitch Pro. And game and series to watch as well. What are the matchups around the nation that you need to be paying attention to? Big series of the week. It's on down to Babson Park, Florida. And then we bring back Quick Pick'em. We tell you how we did last week. It wasn't very good. And we tell you who's going to win this weekend in our own minds. But first... Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce to you, all the way from Georgia, the foremost authority on NAI baseball, Mr. Cody Butler. Cody, baby, what's going on? I'm doing well, man. This was a really big weekend for us. A lot of really good matchups we're going to dive into. Conference ratings are out now. we got a top 25 coming out today. I'm, just, I'm really excited for this week. I think it's a big one. Right. When this show drops for this week, uh, the top 25 will be out. So we will not be talking the top 25 on this episode Next week, not only will you get a brand new 10 to Lewiston, you'll also get a top 25 rundown next week. That is going to be something that we are ready to dive into when it happens. But Cody, you had some really great thoughts on Twitter about it. Absolutely, man. I expect to see a lot of movement this week in the poll. Uh, Reinhardt, they're not going to be in the poll anymore. Uh, Bluefield's the new number two in the Appalachian. Looking at the crossroads, Indiana Wesleyan, they were the top team. Not anymore. Now Taylor's the new number one in the crossroads. Moving on to the GSAC. Westmont went from unranked. They're going to be high in this poll today because now they're the new number one team in the GSAC, deservedly so at 22-2. and two. Uh, Vanguard and Hope International, we both expect them to stay ranked. They're going to be the second and third team in the conference, and I believe they're comfortably in the poll. Looking at the heart, Mid-American Nazarene, they're a top 25 team. They've slid back to number three. William Penn is the new number two team there, uh, sliding behind Central Methodist. I'm not sure if William Penn gets in or not, but I do feel confident Mid-America is out. Looking at Oklahoma Wesleyan and the KCAC, they're going to go from the number nine team in the country to out of the poll. 
I mean, they are fifth in the conference right now. Uh, team they just got swept by Ottawa. They jumped all the way up to number one in the KCAC. I do like their chances to be in the poll. Looking at the Mid-South, we'll talk about that later. Cumberland stays number one, Freed Hardeman number two. Um, the Sooner Athletic, just a small change. Oklahoma City jumped USAO. Uh, they're going to be number one. They're 17-1. I expect them to be high in this poll. In the Southern States, that's where it gets interesting. Uh, Faulkner and Loyola, they were one and two. They're both now, they're three and four. Faulkner's number three. They're in jeopardy of falling out of the top 25 for the first time since 2010. But like I told you earlier, I don't expect it to happen. Middle Georgia, they're the new number one. Look for them to climb. In the Sun Conference, St. Thomas, they're the new number two. Kaiser's going to fall out. They're going to stay in the poll because uh, the Sun Conference is definitely going to get four teams in. Look for Weber, who's unranked, to jump pretty high this week. I have Oklahoma Wesleyan, Loyola, Indiana Wesleyan, Reinhardt, Benedictine Mesa, and the Calpac. They slid to number two in the Calpac behind Antelope Valley. And Mid-American Nazarene. I have all those teams out. I do think Antelope Valley has a shot to be ranked. Some really in-depth thoughts there, Cody, about what we could see in the top 25. The other thing that we saw come out last week after we did the show uh, was the bow chip. And we, I figure, you know, got a lot of questions about that because you had put it out there. Uh, I want to say on Instagram, a lot of questions about what exactly bow chip is. And uh, that's one of those things that, you know, if you're a coach, you you should know what bow chip is. I would say 97 plus percent of coaches realize the importance of bow chip as well as uh, you know, what it means and how much it means in the overall process of selection. And this is the way that the NAI uh, baseball national selection committee is, you know, uses bow chip. And that is bow chip is used to assist in the selection of at large teams in the NAI baseball opening round and national championship. The bow chip rating awards teams points based off its wins and losses, record of opponent and division of opponent. So that is Bochip in a nutshell. When we look at Bochip for, you know, uh, the third, March 3rd, basically, is when it came out last. Tennessee Wesleyan won, Oklahoma City two, LSU Shreveport three, and then four, three teams tied at four between Central Methodist, St. Ambrose, St. Thomas. All of that is going to be changing because at the time of that, St. Ambrose was uh, 8-0. They, they've dropped three of their last four. And St. Thomas has had some losses also just a lot of change coming in, into the bow chip. But here's the big thing, Cody. And players, if you're listening to this, the top 25 does not matter. It does not matter. It is the least important thing that is going to be considered if you are an at-large bid. If you are a team hunting for that at-large or even a team trying to figure out where you might be going the top 25 positioning does not matter because that system is just as flawed. That's 19 Raiders, one for each conference. And a lot of the times, and Cody, I think you can agree with this. Every single conference does their rating conference ratings differently. Uh, some conferences have just the Raider rank the teams. Some conferences do a vote. Some conferences use a brain trust. Some conferences don't use, you know, just use really different methods and systems and how they want to go about it. So every single conference is, is different in how they go about, uh, you know, choosing their conference ratings. And then once they get the conference ratings, the Raiders, the 19 Raiders that are there nationally, one for every conference are basically handcuffed to the teams that, that are, that are there because you cannot place the third place team in conference a 
over the second place team in conference a, you know, you, you have to have them in order. And that's why those conference rankings are so important. So it really bow chip is, is used better because the coaches poll Cody basically doesn't, it, it really is a non-factor in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's just really not as important as people make it out to be. I think you can understand their kids want the number by their name. They want the recognition. It's definitely recognition. I will give them that. I think it's something to try for in that regard. As for Bochip, so many people are opinionated about it. I'm pretty indifferent about it. I use it as a metric like you do. Um, I look at it. I think Bochip in May looks a whole lot better than Bochip in March. So it's going to look a lot better once teams play more games. It starts to look a lot more accurate down the stretch. But uh, I'm indifferent on it. I like using all the metrics that we have to just evaluate teams. But as a coach told us earlier, like you said, if you're evaluating wins from a top 50 team as the same as the number one team, I think there's some flaw there too. That's that's the that's the gripe, man. That's spot on. That's the gripe that we hear from coaches is that every single win counts the same and not all wins, folks, are created equal. You know, all wins are great, but beating a team who's, you know, there, there just needs to be a better way. And what really what it does more than anything – is it is it looks more you know and and I'm not we're not in the room we didn't create this uh, we don't exactly know but the way that it feels is that it's more of like the NCAA's net rating for for games uh, inside of you know home and all of that uh, you get one point six points a, a home win one you know point six points a home loss is minus one point four points you know so it it kind of feels like that in a way where the NCAA does net rating for college basketball but. Um, not all wins are created equal. And I think that's the big gripe from a lot of coaches uh, that it doesn't take top 25 wins into account, that it doesn't take, you know, who you're scheduling and playing because, at, and you and I know Cody and, and not everybody's going to know. And again, we talked about that. We can't just, you know, if we, we really got to call out things the way we wanted to, we would kind of alienate the audience, but you and I know that, that ske- whose schedule's weaker than others. Absolutely, we do. And uh, schedule matters, in my opinion. Schedule matters to you. Huge. I know when you're doing your 10 to Lewiston, it's a big deal to you. The one thing with the conference poll is, like you said, every Raider is going to be a little different. So in some conferences, they might react heavily to just what a weekend result means. You look at the KCAC, Oklahoma Wesleyan got swept by Ottawa, and they got fell to fifth. If you want to put Ottawa number one, I'm all for it. I put, I put Ottawa as the second best team last week on this podcast, and they looked the part. But from Oklahoma Wesleyan to drop them to fifth, I mean, I find that to be kind of crazy. I think you're reacting a little bit too much. And then you look at other conferences where you had Cumberland, say Cumberland's just this past weekend, Freed Hardeman shut them out twice. But Cumberland's is still the number one team in that conference. So no matter what, Freed Hardeman, you will not be ranked ahead of Cumberland's. You just can't. It's not going to be possible. Different conferences do it differently. In the end, we'll find out. It'll be really, really, really interesting to see how this works, how this happens, Cody. And it'll be something to watch as we go further down the road and as the top 25 comes out as well here in just a few short minutes after the, you know, pretty much the drop of this show, let's get into shout outs and mentions. Now we want to give a huge congratulations to Grandview head baseball coach Lou Yasinich on his 1200th victory. Coach Lou is six all time in NAI baseball victories. He's currently second among active NAI baseball coaches. So congratulations coach on 1200 victories. Southeastern has opened the year 25-0 and after a serious sweep over Indiana Tech. Best start in NAI since Georgia Gwinnett did it 25-0 and in 2016. Fire ace Rob Adams has allowed just one run in 37 innings. 
Speaking of on fire, Oklahoma City is 17-1. and one. They're winners of their last 12. They've homered 35 times in 18 games. Cross Factor is on fire as well. Hitting 533 with seven doubles, 11 home runs, and 22 RBIs. He homered in five straight games this week and is currently riding an active 16-game hitting streak. Mid-America Christian ace, Friendly Lato. is 3-0 with 50 strikeouts in just 24 innings pitched this season. He recorded a 15K, a 16K, and a 17K game in three of his first four starts this season. St. Xavier out of Illinois, upset number two, Central Methodist 7-6 on Saturday. Snap CMU's eight-game winning streak. St. Xavier added a win over Missouri Baptist this weekend. The Cougs are hot. They're 16-3. and IU South Bend swept the doubleheader over number 18, Concordia, Nebraska, on Sunday. Continuing a big weekend for the CCAC. Fisher out of Massachusetts, the only team representing the Northeast, defeated number one Georgia Gwinnett 4-3. In game three of their series, the Falcons entered that 0-17 all-time in the overall series against GGC. Starter Christian Dow went nine innings pitched, two earned runs on the road in Lawrenceville, and he carried a no-hitter six and two-thirds innings. Tennessee Wesleyan third baseman Levon Reynoso hit three home runs and Drove in 10 RBIs through six innings in a conference game this weekend. Reynoso now hitting well over 440 with an NAI leading 14 home runs and 37 RBIs. In relief, how about this? In relief, shout out to the bullpen pitchers. He's got 14 Ks in six and a third innings pitch across six appearances. Lawrence Tech starting pitcher Alex Witcher-Trikowski. Witcher-Trikowski, man, We'll get a pronunciation next time. Struck out 17 in a complete game. Victory over Dort. His line was nine innings pitch, four hits, no earned run, 17 Ks. Congratulations, Alex. We'll just keep it with that. Point Park designated hitter Jordan Campbell hit 467 with two doubles, a triple, and three home runs, including two grand slams and 11 RBIs. He had a walk-off grand slam last Monday. His second slam broke open a 10-3 win in the RSC opener. Warner freshman Noah Harsh held number 24 Bellevue scoreless through eight innings and a huge midweek victory on Tuesday. The Royals have won 13 in a row. Park, Missouri won the AMC series over Lyon. Bryce Dye hit a go-ahead three-run home run in the sixth inning of game three. Ricardo Hernandez followed up with a walk-off three-run home run in game four. Briarcliff true freshman Cam Reimer went nine for 18 at the plate with four home runs and 14 RBIs this week. Reinhardt starting pitcher Ethan Foley set a program record with 15 Ks in the win over Columbia International. And last but not least, Mount Marty won the first NAI triple header of the season this past weekend over Dickinson State, two games to one. Cody, that was shout outs and mentions. What really topped the list for you? Well, I mean, I think you can go a couple of different ways. Southeastern going 25 and 0 to start the year. They look absolutely elite of the elite. Uh, Frenzy Lato, just to put it out there again, he has a 15 strikeout game, a 16 strikeout game, and a 17 strikeout game. I mean, that is absolutely insane. Uh, definitely want to give a shout out to Fisher beating Gwinnett for the first time. Uh, absolutely sensational performance by Christian Doe. He just got it done, man. Absolutely got it done on the road. And then we talked a little bit about him last week, but Tennessee Wesleyan third baseman Levon Reynoso, three home runs through three at bats. He knocked in 10 RBIs. Leads the NAI with home runs in 14. I think he's going to be an absolute dude. They're going to use him out of the pen when they need to. Like I talked about last week, I got to see him against Gwinnett out of the pen. He's going to blow people away. Uh, super talented player. 
he's one of those guys that you know we didn't know much about uh, Tennessee Wesleyan coming in offensively this year outside of Ford and Hogerson, but that is a dude Billy Berry brought in. Absolutely agree. That is definitely a dude. And those seven bats that they replaced this year at Tennessee Wesleyan have shown up. And that's a big reason why in my Tenna Lewiston, they are number two and why I think they're going to be really highly ranked in the next coaches poll that's coming out today. It'll be really, really interesting to see. I imagine that they're number two in that also, Cody. I, I can't imagine uh, anybody but, you know, Southeastern being number one. Southeastern number one, 25 in a row. And then you look at Tennessee Wesleyan. Swept Brian today in a doubleheader. I mean, that's 17 wins in a row for Tennessee Wesleyan. They've absolutely gotten it done. And yeah, I think they're the number two team in the country. Cody, let's take a look at weekend review now, and let's kick things off with Freed Hardeman versus University of Cumberland's. FHU wins the series two games to one. The first game went to UC 11-8, and it was 2-0 FHU and 5-0 FHU. Give us more on that series. What a series win for the Freed Hardeman Lions. Uh, when Freed Hardeman made their move to the Mid-South, we were looking forward to big-time matchups like this. Game one, 11-8, Cumberland's, like you said. This was a tied game late in the game. Cumberland's catcher, Charlie Munez, put him ahead with a go-ahead RBI single. Went five for five in this game, a double and two home runs. But this season, Charlie Munez leads the NAIA in batting. He's hitting 656, 40 for 61 at the plate. He has 40 hits in his first 61 at-bats. Absolutely insane. He has 10 home runs. He's third nationally. Uh, Charlie Munez has been elite. Free Hardeman bounced back on day two, man. Tyler Duskin, 2-0, got the complete game shutout. His third straight complete game shutout this season. He's third nationally in ERA. He has not allowed an earned run in 30 innings of baseball, dating back to the opener. 33 innings pitched this year, 0-5-5 ERA. Uh, absolutely elite. Cannot say enough about him. Game three, Freed Hardeman got it done again when pitching. Colton Hunt threw a complete game shutout, a 5 nothing Lions win. Zach Sanders had three RBIs in the game. Uh, you look at Sean Rooney, the first baseman, three multi-hit games in the series. FHU is getting it done on the mound, though, this year, man. Uh, they struggled a little bit with that last year. Uh, they dealt with some injuries. They came back this year. They look elite on the mound. FHU, they lead the nation in shutouts. They have seven shutouts this year, put up 24 straight zeros as a staff. They have not given up a run in 24 innings. Look out for Freed Hardeman. This is kind of what we talked about earlier. Freed Hardeman right now is the number two team in that conference. Cumberland is number one. Throughout this year, I think Freed Hardeman's looked the better team. Uh, so that's up for debate. It's one of those where it's early. Freed Hardeman's going to have to consistently do it. But uh, on the mound, Freed Hardeman, Tyler Duskin, he's looking like a true ace. I mean, just to repeat again, 0.55 ERA in 33 innings. Has not given up a run in 30 innings of baseball. I mean, that is really good stuff for them. A uh, big-time series win for Freed Hardeman. It really is. It's it's absolutely huge for Freed Hardeman. I mean, that that's a series that really can turn things around because coming into the season, Cody, they, they had some we, – we weren't really sure what they were going to look like. They, they were one of the teams that, especially early on in the year where they had some questionable losses where we were kind of like, oh, well, you know, what is this going to look like overall for them? But that is a huge conference series win that's going to really carry them for a while. Let's move on here to Ottawa versus Oklahoma Wesleyan. And, Cody, this one was huge in the KCAC. Ottawa sweeps Oklahoma Wesleyan three games to nothing, 7-1, 11-8, 6-1. What do we need to know from this series? And it's the coming out party for the Braves. I really feel like it was their coming out party this weekend. Steven Norrell in game one, eight innings pitch, no runs, eight strikeouts. He's been an absolute dude. 25 innings this season, 0-7-2 ERA with 32 Ks. Uh, he's been good for a long time at this level, and he's elite this year. I mean, right now he looks like he's leading this team. 
Game two, we had a tie game in the ninth inning, eight to eight. Right fielder Luis De Leon hit a bases clearing three RBI double in the ninth inning. Ottawa was able to close that one out. In game three, Hector Sepulveda, five innings pitch, one run run, seven strikeouts, 40 punch outs in 21 innings for Hector. He's been outstanding. Uh, Nicholas Sizemore, he homered two games in the series. Jordan Wiesner, two doubles, a home run, and three RBIs. That's 11 straight wins for Ottawa, the new number one in the KCAC. I mean, they went out here and outscored Oklahoma Wesleyan 24 to 10. Uh, they were really impressive. They, they looked the better team this weekend. I mean, they looked the part of the number one team in a conference. I mean, well, you said it best. Coming out party for Ottawa, absolutely massive. That is one that really, you're talking about a team in Oklahoma Wesleyan that went to Lewiston last year. And yeah, Ottawa made the tournament and they, you know, had some success. But this is, you know, the team that's the front runner, realistically, coming into the season, the front runner in your conference. You, sweep them just absolutely major job great Gabe Grinder's been absolutely fantastic there and the guys that leave that program that were there uh still speak very highly of him they care about what's going on and they want to win so it's it's really 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 great to see that happen you know and and see that connection that he's building there at Ottawa our next series Cody is Southwestern Christian and Science and Arts of Oklahoma Science and Arts SNA wins the series two games to one the first matchup went 5-2 to Southwestern Christian, but then 2-1 and 3-1 in favor of SNA. Big-time matchup with some big-time pitching performances. You look at game one for Southwestern Christian, Henry Ogondo, six innings pitch, no runs, nine Ks. What a gem against USAO. Uh, Parker Henderson, a double with three RBIs. Southwestern Christian got the series opening win. That is their second win all-time against USAO. First win since 2015. A really big win for Southwestern Christian program. Game two, we had a scoreless duel. Drew Shaver for USAO. Seven innings, two hits, no runs, five Ks. Gabriel Figueroa for Southwestern Christian. Seven innings, no runs, nine Ks. Pitching duel, man. Scoreless game heading into extras. You got 0-0 in the eighth. For USAO, Peyton McDowell had a go-ahead RBI triple, put USAO on front. They were able to take that win in extras. Looking at game three, USAO threw the staff out on bullpen day. Five pitchers combined for seven innings. J.D. Prather picked up the win, an RBI double for Joey Pena. Brandon Shumway had an RBI single. Southwestern Christian pitched on an elite level. They pitched really well this weekend, just couldn't get enough runs. USAO, they're always going to be able to pitch it really well. They held their bats in check, found a way to score some runs late, and the Drovers took the series. A great win for the Drovers as that's one of the really uh, big matchups that you'll see in the Sooner Athletic Conference you know, between uh, Southwestern Christian, they're a team that, you know, can really come out and surprise some people this season and just an absolute big job by Science and Arts to stay there and really try to hold down being in that top two spot in the Sooner Athletic. Faulkner versus Loyola. Faulkner won the series two games to one. The first two games went 9-5 and 2-1 to one to Faulkner. 8-7 in the final matchup to Loyola. Cody, what'd you see? Well, going into this matchup, it was number one versus number two in conference. Uh, coming out of it, it's actually number three versus number four. Uh, in Faulkner game one, Yuli Sosa pitched a gym. Six innings pitch, no runs, nine Ks. Shortstop Sean Ross playing like an All-American. A double, a home run, and four RBIs. Game two, you had a 1-1 game. You had a walk-off for Faulkner. Juan Trinidad, the third baseman. A walk-off RBI double. J.C. Toro pitched well, got a no decision. Four and a third, no runs given up. Good performance from Loyola starting pitcher Steven Steele. Five and a third, one earned run and 10 punch outs. I mean, that is getting it done on the road. Just not enough offense to pick them up. Game three, the offense, it was there for Loyola. 
Uh, Faulkner led seven to six in the seventh inning, but Loyola tacked on a run in the seventh inning, tacked on a run in the eighth and the ninth. Uh, center fielder Aaron Davis with the go-ahead single in the ninth inning, finished three for five on the day with an RBI and a stolen base. Joshua Orr got it done out of the pen for the Wolfpack. Three innings pitch, no runs, four Ks. Great weekend all around, though, for Sean Ross. Had a double, two home runs, seven driven in. A big series win for Faulkner. They needed it, man. This is a big series win for Faulkner. I think this is the kind of series that can get them going. I did pick them to win the conference, and uh, they came out there and got it done against a really good club. Our big series of the week was Bellevue and St. Thomas down at Tiger Town, and Bellevue wins the series two games to one, 6-5, 6 nothing Bruins. And then the Bobcats were able to take game three, seven, six. A really big-time series win for the Bruins. Had a chance to sweep, could have made a massive statement. But to take the first two games, Zach Deal hit a two-RBI triple in the second inning of game one, and I'll Bellevue never looked back from there. Alec Ackerman, he homered in the game. He had a pretty good weekend. Game two, all Elijah Johnson for the Bruins. Seven innings pitch, no runs, eight Ks. Back-to-back CG shutouts for Elijah. Uh, he's been really good for them. He's starting to become a dude on the mound for the Bruins. Three RBI singles in the seventh broke up in a 0-0 game. Gio Soto was pitching a gym for St. Thomas. I mean, he had a 0-0 game in the seventh. They just couldn't get any runs. Elijah ended up winning that battle. Game three, St. Thomas erased a 6-3 deficit. They scored in the seventh, eighth, and ninth, looking kind of like Loyola in game three of their series. St. Thomas battled all the way back, put up a run in the final three innings, and then ended up winning in a walk-off in the 11th. Adiel Quintana had a sack fly in the 11th inning. St. Thomas got really a big win. They needed kind of like a get-out-of-town game. They needed to get back to Miami Gardens, and then they bounced back today with another good win. So I think that's just a good matchup between two really good teams that really lived up to the billing. Absolutely, Cody. You know, I, I thought that was a really good matchup between two teams. Bellevue, you know, makes regular trips down to South Florida, and, and I was glad they got to make that one because you get to really see what you can kind of expect from them going into the year because you know they're going to look good in the NSAA, but you don't know what they're going to look like against national competition, and, and that's something to keep in mind for us going forward about Bellevue. Cody, we will move on here to our interview for this week. We were pleased and thankful to be joined by our sponsor, owner Anthony Bethel out of Canyon, Texas, and the owner of Offspeed Athletics, who will join us now on the NAI Ball Podcast. Joining us now on the NAI Ball Podcast, all the way from Canyon, Texas, the official title sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast, Anthony Bethel, joining us from Canyon, Texas. He is the owner of Off Speed Athletics, folks. And before we get going and bring in Anthony here, Off Speed Athletics can provide your program with high-quality sublimated uniforms and apparel for youth, high school, and your collegiate team. That's right. Off Speed Athletics can help you at every single level for all of your uniform needs. Make sure you are checking them out. And take a moment right now to do it at offspeedathletics.com. That's offspeedathletics.com, the official title sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast. Anthony, man, absolutely thrilled to have you here and, and get to talk about your product a little bit. Man, thanks so much for having me. So I guess let's start there. You know, w- one of the big things for Offspeed Athletics was is you're the official uh, uniform partner of the Texas High School Baseball Coaches Association, the official uniform vendor, I believe, is the uh, more accurate title for you and your organization, but, you know, you have really developed for uh, a lot of uniform concepts, ideas, hoodie ideas for junior colleges, 
all over, you know, here in the Southwest, as well as in the local area there for you in the panhandle. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we started it, we just, uh, you know, we really wanted to do something different and just out customer service, everybody in the business. There are some difficulties with colors, with sizes. So for us, you know, I do a lot of uh, driving, uh, you know, my, my daughter helps me out. My wife helps me out. You know, we do a lot of driving. We do a lot of team, team sizings, fittings, trying to come up with some unique ideas. And we've been lucky to have a bunch of colleges, you know, reach out and want to, want to do business with us. So it's been awesome. We've got, man, I don't even know, probably 25 colleges that are wearing our apparel now. Um, at the state convention, we tried to show some stuff to show different schools that we can do things a little bit different than what they traditionally would wear. You know, we do a lot of, you know, Navy with white pinstripes or forest green with white or anything you can come up with concept wise we can make. And so, you know, I just try and provide the, the best product I can and, you know, really out customer service everybody. And it's, it's just taken off and been great. Well, and that's one of the ways that, that you and I met was you did some work for uh, New Mexico junior college out there in Hobbs America and, and for, for Mike and, you know, you had come up with some really cool concept ideas for like a short sleeve uh, BP top type of, of hoodie there that incorporated, uh, you know, some some colors, not really of, of New Mexico Junior College, but colors of the state, some teals for New Mexico, as well as, you know, logos and the state flag. And I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, initially, uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, you know, we had so many players that always wanted to wear hoodies, but when we play, it's in the summer, and so it's really hot. So we kind of came up with the concept idea of doing what we would call a shooty. So we do a short sleeve hoodie. I've got about 30 different fabrics that we can do them in. Um, Coach Robbins wanted something that kind of matched the license plates in New Mexico. So we, we picked out a color that we thought would match those license plates, put their stuff on it, turn it really sharp. And, uh, pretty cool. We just did a Jersey forum. That's kind of along that same concept last week. So it's not even, it's not even out there. They don't have it yet, but I was in Midland doing some jerseys for uh, coach Rodriguez at Midland college. And coach Robbins called me again and said, Hey man, I, the kids love these things. So let's roll with the Jersey. So can you make me a Jersey kind of along these same lines? But yeah, they've got the shooties, SFA's ordered shooties. Um, man, we've got schools everywhere. I just did a, a pretty cool set for Goddard, New Mexico, uh, Pima Junior College out in Arizona. So, you know, anything you want to do, we can do. But we've got about 30 different fabrics. So it's been really neat to, you know, have schools reach out that I didn't have relationships with. Just because I do have a, uh, a summer program with some really talented guys, it's, you know, it's kind of helped on both sides. I'm able to provide them with some, you know, some unique uniforms. And then it also grows the uh, the reach we have for our summer program to help find homes for the the guys in this area not many people want to come up to Amarillo when it's you know 30 degrees outside and 30 mile an hour wind up here in the winter so you know it's it's opened a lot of doors to help a lot of the kids in this area how did how did this all really come about what what made you want to move into this because I know that that this was not the original plan for you uh to to really start this way no, I, uh, I've been in, in federal law enforcement the last 25 years. And then, um, I was, I was partnered with another apparel company that's local here. And I just kind of wanted to tailor it more towards the high school and college teams. You know, we still do some youth teams, but the majority of our business is high schools and colleges now. And 
you know, we've got a really good product, which we have to, if we're going to be the sponsor for Texas High School Baseball, if we put bad product out there, then obviously word spreads quick. So luckily, you know, I've got a, a great product that we can outfit teams with that holds up really well. And it just kind of blossomed from there. So it just, it just kind of turned into what it is and it grows every day. Um, you know, calls from, we had a softball team reach out last week in Waco, Texas. They want to do a military first responders appreciation night. So we mocked them up a Jersey in about eight hours. They sent us sizes and uh, I'm rushing those through right now. And then I think I'm going to drive them down and hand deliver those to, to that softball team in Waco, just because I want to be there for that night. You know, I'm an, I'm a veteran. Uh, my, uh, my daughter's boyfriend just shipped out to the air force this past week. And so, you know, that stuff's near and dear to my heart. So I want to be there for their military appreciation night, you know, first responders. So it's going to be cool. I'm excited to get down there. One of the things you already told me you're going to have, you're going to be doing this week is uh, you are going to catch some, NAI baseball, I believe Panhandle State is playing down there in Amarillo. Yeah, we've got a brand new double-A baseball stadium here, home of the Sod Poodles. Um, was voted the nicest ballpark in minor league baseball last year. It's fantastic. And so this weekend, uh, Oklahoma Panhandle State and Coach Joy, they'll be hosting Bacone College. It's free to the public out of Hodgetown. So if you're in the area, come out and watch some baseball. But, yeah, Coach Joy's doing a good job with those guys. You know, in this area we've got uh, – Oklahoma Panhandle State. We've got Wayland Baptist. Of course, they're all over Instagram right now. Uh, and then you've got uh, over in Hobbs, you've got uh, University of the Southwest. You know, one of the things that we were really talking about it, when when we launched this partnership was just kind of the ability of, you know, what you bring to the table with your product as well as what we bring to the table with ours. But one of the things that we're going to be at least working on concept wise, there is some NAI ball merchandise. And, and that's something I'm really excited to work on with you. Absolutely. We're going to make some sweet stuff that, uh, you know, your listeners can go on there and grab and, uh, man, they're going to love it. I've, I've got some, some unique ideas ready. Um, actually one of the, uh, assistant coaches at Midland, is going to come on and help us do some graphic stuff. And I think I'm going to push that one to him and see what he can come up with concept wise. And, and we're just ready to roll with it. So for any program or coach out there that that's really kind of interested in, in trying to get with you, trying to talk with you, uh, learn more about what you, what are the products that you can bring to them? You know, uh, just kind of what's an overall glimpse of all of what you can do, not just outside of uniforms. Um, you know, but all the products that you can do, practice gear, things like that. And then, you know, just just overall, you know, that, that you really don't have any limits to styles and, and uh, certain fabrics. No, you know, we've got about 30 to 40 fabrics we use um, because it's sublimated. sublimated I can, if anything you want a logo put on, I can do it. It's in the fabric. Um, it's not embroidered, so it doesn't bunch up your fabric. Um, it's not screen printed, so it's not eventually going to crack and peel. The product's not going to fade. It holds up really, really well. So, you know, we can do anything from shorts to hoodies to hats to jerseys to pants, just polo shirts, um, name and force down in Garland. They just ordered some polos from us that uh, they wanted their colors, which, you know, they wear like University of Miami style colors. So you can't typically buy stuff made like that. So if your school has, you know, unique needs as far as what colors they want. We can match any color 
imaginable. Your stuff will come in the exact color you want it. And uh, if you can put a logo on it, we can make it. How would a uh, how would somebody want to get in contact with you? Obviously, you know, don't feel like you have to give your phone number away on this, but but how do they get in contact with you in, in your socials as well? Man, you can direct message us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Offspeed Ass. It's just the Offspeed ATH. Um, or you can go to the website. Um, as soon as it you type something in the website and send us a message, I'll jump back on the phone and give you a call. Um, you know, I'm going to put together packages for any school. Um, you know, I'll, I'll work with you any way I can to, to make sure we get you set up the way you want. So because it's just us, you know, we can be pretty creative with what we do. So I can build you packages to, to work, you know, for your program, no matter what you want. So, you know, we're pretty flexible and, you know, just trying to get out there and provide good product, you know, for a reasonable price and, and, uh, you know, use that to kind of build our team stuff and develop relationships. But on the product side, it's just, uh, man any anything you can dream of we could we can do but yeah you can get through, you can get to us through any of our social media or uh through the website and, and i'll call you right back last but not least i'd be hard pressed if i didn't ask you you've got some dudes playing for you over the summer uh you know i i know you've got guys that have gone in ai guys that have gone division one juco things like that uh how much do you enjoy the you know the summer ball aspect of things and getting to be out there and, and coach and and just really kind of have turned baseball and athletics into your full-time life man for me it's uh it's always been about the kids i did this for five years didn't didn't make a single dime and probably lost 20 or thirty thousand dollars doing it but i love seeing kids go on to the next level i love being at college signings knowing that kids are going to have a chance to get an education through the game of baseball that's what's important to me you know we've got guys at every level of school my son went and played at nai school over in arkansas at Ecclesia. Um, so I, I know there's great baseball at every um, level of baseball right now. Um, so part of my job that I really enjoy is just educating kids on, on fit, you know, finding the right place for them. It's not about chasing those Twitter likes and saying they committed to this college or that college. You know, it's about finding a way to get an education through the game of baseball. So for me, it just, I don't know, man, I, I love, I love being part of it. I love seeing kids light up uh, when they get to sign those letters and, you know, uh, we don't have any that have graduated yet because the program's not that old, but we do have sophomores in college all over the country at every level. And I can't wait to get invited to those kids' graduations and their weddings and everything else. So, you know, it's just it's about helping the kids get seen in this area. And so I just try and do what I can to help fill some voids. It's been it's been great. I've developed really good relationships with the high school coaches in this area, and that wasn't the case before. So, you know, we kind of work hand in hand and help each other where we can and you know, it's just it's just good all the way around. I really enjoyed it. Owner of Off Speed Athletics, Anthony Bethel, has been our guest today. Anthony, man, just really, really thank you for, you know, uh, choosing to partner with us and work with us and, and be part of NAI Ball. We are super excited to, to have you a part of our team here. Yeah, man, I got to listen to the, the first one last week and it was great stuff. Uh, I, you know, I got to learn about a lot of schools I didn't know about. So that was pretty cool. You know, you guys do a great job with some of the stats and, and talking about some of the players out there doing special things. Um, you know, I think you mentioned Tyler Bryant up at Ottawa. Um, his younger brother is an all-state player for us. So it's cool seeing some of these local guys, you know, get some recognition on the podcast. And uh, I just appreciate you guys having me. It's, it's, it's been great. And I'm looking forward to a, a long-term partnership, hopefully. 
Speaking of Ottawa, we will talk a lot about them later in this show. And uh, definitely we just did our week in review and definitely had to talk about the big weekend they had over in the KCAC and the job that Gabe Grinder is doing at Ottawa. Anthony, man, thank you again for your time. Folks, do not forget to follow them at OffSpeedATH. That's at OffSpeedATH, both on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook. And just check out their website, www.OffSpeedAthletics.com. That's www.OffSpeedAthletics.com. Anthony, thank you for some time there, and and we definitely uh, are, are thrilled to have you. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. So again, we just want to thank our title sponsor, Anthony Bethel and Offspeed Athletics for joining us here on the show and telling us a little bit more about Offspeed Athletics and about himself and, and really what he enjoys about the, you know, the game of baseball overall. And, and just Cody, we are super thrilled that we could partner with Offspeed Athletics to be the title sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast. Absolutely, man. I could not be more grateful. I think it's a really good partnership. I mean, I really do. I think it's going to help work out great for them. I think it's going to work out great for us. I'm really looking forward to working with Offspeed. Absolutely agree. So with that, we will move on to our NAI ball hitter, pitcher, and team of the week. And Cody, this has a new partner of it as well for the NAI ball podcast. And it is Pitch Pro from Aeroform Athletic. And let me tell you a little bit more about the newest sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast Player of the Week Awards, Pitch Pro. Pitch Pro is the leading provider of portable mounds for both USSA baseball and Major League Baseball. Designed for both indoor and outdoor use, Pitch Pro utilizes portable mounds that are built for easy storage. They come with a 10 year core warranty. They aren't made from cheap foams, they don't move, they are lightweight. So do us a favor. Again, help the people who help us check them out for yourselves on Twitter. That's at Aeroform, A-T-H-L-T-I-C, and see for yourself on Instagram at Aeroform underscore athletics. Then visit a website at www.aeroformathletics.com. Pitch Pro is the platform provider for the Major League Baseball Home Run Derby that we watch every year. So give them a follow. Keep supporting the people who support us. Pitch Pro, it's your home for your next portable mound. That's Pitch Pro from Aeroform Athletics. Cody, our hitter of the week is Austin Hurt from Cornerstone. He had overall, and I took the full week here, Cody. He had 19 hits, 16 runs, five doubles, a triple, eight home runs, and 20 RBIs. Absolutely sensational week for him. I mean, he was in fuego. Talk about going eight for eight in a doubleheader. He went eight for eight in one day. I mean, that is absolutely insane. Put up three jacks in that doubleheader. And then on Friday in one game, it was a Friday morning game. I remember you texting me. He was just on fire. Put up three home runs in another game that day. I mean, to put up eight home runs in a week, eight home runs, two doubles, a triple, like you said, 20 RBIs, uh, absolutely insane week. We say it every week. This is the best week we've ever seen. But, dude, it's like y'all keep raising the bar on us. And uh, they keep talking about Tommy Tanks. Uh, but Austin Hurt is, like, hurting people, man, because he is on fire. If this guy put on the D1 level, this would be the most talked about story in baseball. It, it really would be. You're, you're not lying there. It It is incredible what he was able to do this past week. And he kept it up. Oh, he's keeping it going, man. I think he had another home run today. 
So he did. He did have another home run today, man. I mean, it's honestly insane right now. It is insane. Cody, our pitcher of the week is sophomore Grant Young, who threw a seven innings pitch, no hitter with 11 strikeouts versus number eight Kaiser. What an absolutely dominant performance to go on the road in Florida, even if it was like a quote unquote neutral site game. I mean, this is you're from Michigan playing Kaiser in Florida and to no hit them. The first no hitter in cornerstone history, the first top 10 win in cornerstone history, a sensational performance. Like you said, punched out double digits, big time performance on the road against a Kaiser team that can really swing the bat. I mean, you look at the players in their lineup, like Tim Bouchard, they can swing it. They're hitting over 300 as a team. They have 36 home runs as a team. This is a Kaiser team that had, I'm tweeting the stat on Friday, going into that game, had 10 or more hits in 15 of their 21 games. I mean, this is a team that can really swing it. And to go out there and no-hit them, uh, absolutely sensational performance for the young sophomore. It, it really was. It really was uh, just something that was absolutely incredible. We are super thrilled that, you know, we got to keep up with what was really a special week for Cornerstone. I mean, it, it's arguably their biggest week of baseball ever in their program's history. 100%. Definitely the most talked about at any eyeball in uh, our history. So definitely a big week for them. It is important. and We love to see it. We love to see these teams doing great things and, and making a difference, you know, in, in improving their, their programs. And one of those teams doing that right now is the team of the week. And that's Ottawa. We've talked about them a lot already, but they were 4-0 last week, including 3-0 and against Oklahoma Wesleyan. I mean, the Braves are on fire right now. An 11-game winning streak, 15-1 and one to open the year. I'm really excited to see where they come out in this poll that comes out today. I have no idea what they're going to be ranked, but I think it should be pretty high. Uh, I really like them on the mound. You look at Stephen Norell, uh, just a legitimate ace. Tyler Bryant's been incredibly good. Uh, Hector striking out almost two in inning. And then you look at some of their bats, Holland Bone. Holland Bone has been incredible. I mean, just a sensational hitter for them. It's a guy that's hitting 500 with eight home runs. Got it done last year offensively at the plate. They hit a lot of home runs. They hit seven home runs against Oklahoma Wesleyan this weekend. I'm just really impressed with this team. I think they go out there, they swing it well, they pitch it well. Uh, They're doing the right things, and they're winning. Really, really, really a special week for them uh, as well at Ottawa, and I'm really excited to see where they land in this top 25. So once again, congratulations to our hitter of the week, Austin Hurt out of Cornerstone, our pitcher of the week, Grant Young out of Cornerstone, and our team of the week, Ottawa. So congratulations to them, and thank you to our newest sponsor of our awards in Pitch Pro for our NAI Ball hitter, pitcher, and team of the week. Cody, let's go ahead and talk about some of the biggest games and series to watch from around the nation. These are the matchups that you need to be watching at home. These are the games that are most important around the nation, some of the biggest ones going on. And let's kick it off. We're going to talk about some of these in quick pick. But Westmont versus Arizona Christian, Tennessee Wesleyan versus Kentucky Christian, Friends takes on Ottawa Vanguard versus the Masters, Hope International versus William Jessup, SCU Southwestern Christian takes on Oklahoma City. What a start to conference play for SCU. William Carey Loyola, Our Lady of Lake Louisiana Christian, Faulkner Mobile. The Warner Tournament is going on as well. St. Andrews versus Reinhardt. Huntington versus Taylor. William Penn of Angel. St. Ambrose, William Woods, and Valley City State and Midland at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Some indoor NAI baseball. Cody, what really stands out to you there that you'll be watching the most? Uh, some bounce-back weeks for defending champions. I want to see how Loyola bounces back from the series loss to Faulkner, and they play a really good William Carey team. And I want to see how Our Lady of the Lake dropping a series to Texarkana, getting swept by Shreveport. If they're going to get in this race, they got to do it now. 
and they're playing a red-hot Louisiana Christian team that's playing really good baseball. You know, the plan is – the plan originally, the plan was for me to go up to uh, San Antonio. It's 250 miles north of McAllen, north of McAllen. Uh, but the issue is, you know, we don't know really uh, – I don't know if I'll make it with, with the price of gas. Of course, Cody, this would all have been perfect if the McAllen Bulldogs would have just done their job, made it to the Final Four in, in high school basketball, and I'd be going to San Antonio anyway, no matter what, and I'd have an excuse to be in San Antonio. But I'll take a Sweet 16 run. Uh, I, I'm still thinking about it. It's just, you know, we just hit $4 in gas today, and I drive a Jeep. So that's like a, a three-tank trip. Uh, for me, I'm really interested to see also, friends in Ottawa, I think that's going to be a huge series uh, for friends, obviously, to try to knock Ottawa down a little bit. Ottawa, a chance to stay up to where you are and prove to the country that you are who you say you are, uh, as well as OCU. I've really enjoyed watching OCU play this year. I think that they are a really good ball club, and they are a team that went out last weekend against Wayland and didn't really throw its top two pitchers. Uh, I think that that's something that really speaks to the level of not just offense, but the the depth. Of, we we said it since the beginning. Pitching was going to be the key for OCU. It'll carry them. I, we've said it in 10 to Lewiston. How far can pitching carry OCU this year? And so far, there have been you know players that have stepped up and gotten that done. Uh, so there's a lot going on. I always enjoy the Warner tournament. I know you and I are kind of tournamented out. Uh, but that's a that's a good one to kind of end spring break in this area, at least I hope, because uh, the Sun Conference does this weird thing where like they start conference play and then nobody plays each other for two weeks. So um, a lot of really interesting games and series to watch from around the nation. But our big series of the week, Cody, is none other than in Babson Park, Florida, from the heart of Florida medical field. It's Georgia Gwinnett at Weber International. GGC entered the day 17-3. and Cody, I want to say that they're 18-3 and now. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Picked up a 4-3 victory today over Bruton Parker. There you go. So they're 18-3. and They're playing their first true road series of the year. They're hitting 353 as a team entering today when we're uh, recording this show in a 255-team ERA. Austin Bates, man, 471. I saw him get walked intentionally earlier, and that's exactly why you're doing it, because he's hitting 471 with 32 hits, 10 doubles, 23 RBIs. And then Kevin Kyle is special. You've said it you know, to me many, many times. Kevin Kyle is really good. 5-0, 28 innings pitched, 38 strikeouts. Just really, really solid, low ERA guy. For Weber International, they're 23-4. and They're 18-2 and at home. They're hitting 289 as a team. That team average went up several points after their games on Monday at 340 team ERA. Kenny Rodriguez is hitting 407 with 32 hits, 16 extra base hits, six home runs, 32 RBIs. And Xavier Rodriguez is four and one with 40 and a third innings pitch, 48 strikeouts, 10.71 K per nine, and a 1.79 ERA. Cody, this is going to be a great matchup between GGC and Weber International. And for GGC, it's really the first time we get to see them in a series where they're playing a team that we expect uh, can also be a little bit of a, a hassle nationally that can make some waves nationally. Yeah, by far. I mean, it's going to be the biggest test of the year for both of these clubs. Really looking forward to this one. They're a little bit familiar. Gwinnett leads this series eight to two all time, but most of these games have been very competitive. You go look at the scores. This has been a very good series. Weber came up to Lawrenceville last year and took a game off the defending champions. So I definitely think this is going to be a really good one. That Friday night matchup, uh, Kevin Kyle, like you said, second nationally in ERA. 
0-3-2 ERA. Absolutely been insane on the mound this year. Xavier Rodriguez started the year 20 scoreless innings. He has been a dude for Weber. Uh, that is going to be a big-time Friday night pitching matchup. I'm excited for that one. That's going to be absolutely insane. For Weber, you got to keep Jake DeFries off the base pass. He has 33 stolen bases already this season. I mean, it's kind of unreal. If you're Weber, got to keep him off the base path. I think for Gwinnett, you really just need to stay in this game. And you got to pitch well because Weber's going to come out here and really pitch well. I think it's going to be a really big time series, man, and I'm really looking forward to it. I really think it is. I I, I know we want to save some of this for the quick pick, so it, it's definitely going to be interesting. But I, I think it's a good way for Gwinnett, who uh, really has only – only played Tennessee Wesleyan, and that's a one-game example. This is going to be the first time we really get to see GGC in a, in a bigger setting. I know that their schedule gets a little bit tougher at the end of March, but still it's going to be uh, something that that we've wanted to see uh, heavy of. And then on top of that, uh, a really good opportunity for Weber to say, we are here, and you know we're going to – you know the three teams in the Sun Conference are, are – are basically the three most competitive, three of the most competitive teams in the nation. So it's a really good opportunity for both Weber and for both GGC. I'm excited to see it, uh, and I think it's going to be a heck of a three-game series down in Babson Park, right behind the lake there on that ballpark. It's a really, really cool place to play, uh, somewhere that that I always enjoyed going to for both midweek and weekend matchups. So definitely something to watch. Cody! Quick pick, and we will go this way into it. We will do six series. I will pick first. I will tell you who Connor picked, and then we will ask you for your pick. We can go in a little bit more in-depth on it all, but let's kick things off with Vanguard and the Masters. I'm taking Vanguard. Connor is taking Vanguard, and you are going to take? Uh, Vanguard. These teams haven't played since 2019 due to COVID. Looking forward to this series. Vanguard has one of the best offenses in the nation. Give me the Lions. Let's take a look at Uno and Mobap and Cody. Connor and I will both take Uno. I think that they've played uh, pretty well to start the year in some hard games. You know, they've, they've not shied away. They've played IUS. They've played GGC. I think Uno will definitely have a good opportunity here uh, against Missouri Baptist, who is one of the teams that we were really looking at to start the season that had an opportunity uh, to really make some waves nationally. Yeah, Missouri Baptist went up to Lima last year and took this series two to one. They're going to look to do it again. Not so fast, my friend. Give me Uno. They're just playing better baseball right now. Oh, not so fast. All right, Lee Corso. I see you there. Point Park in Oakland City, and I believe that that is one of the first mentions of Oakland City on our podcast. But Oakland City having a great season they are going to have to go up with one of the perennial powers from that River States Conference in Point Park, a team that has been so close to Lewiston the last couple of years and really had some good opportunities to get there. Point Park, Oakland City, Cody, both me and Connor taking Point Park. And a big reason of that is, is that I think Point Park, while they've shown some inconsistencies, uh, is, is just, you know, Oakland City has not played that schedule yet. Yeah, this is going to be a huge jump up in competition. Give me Point Park. Uh, they've only ever played three times. They met last year. Point Park swept them at home, winning two of three, going away, really. And I like the Pioneers to do the same this year. 
Westmont versus Arizona Christian, and this is an Arizona Christian team, Cody, that started out the year really turning a lot of heads, has you know been up and down since then, a little hot and cold. Westmont has turned a lot of heads. We expect to move them from unranked into ranked. I have them in my 10 to Lewiston top 10 at number 10. But Connor is actually going to take Arizona Christian. I will take Westmont. Who do you want? Yeah, I'm going to take Westmont. I am high on Arizona Christian this year. We both are. Uh, I think they can score a lot of runs. They hit really well. They have some really good arms. But uh, I'm, I like Westmont, man. They're 22-2. and two. I like Westmont. They're pitching extremely well. Brian Peck looks like an ace. Simon Reed, their catcher, is looking like an All-American. He's putting together a monster season. The brother of uh, their closer, Bailey Reed, a few years ago. What a talented family. I know uh, Coach Reed's big on that family. And uh, they're just getting it done, man. Westmont right now, they look really good. They're pitching really well. Top five pitching team in the country. Give me the Warriors. ACU, though, the only team nationally to beat Lewis Clark State so far this year, Cody. So that's something to keep in mind going into this. You know, if, if they, they can step it up in the big series when it matters. Huntington versus Taylor, a big matchup in the crossroads. And Cody, I've taken Taylor. Connor has taken Huntington. Who do you got? So Huntington is 7-3 and three versus Taylor in their last 10. They actually won the last three games they played them last year. So Huntington kind of has Taylor's number of late. But I think that trend's going to end this weekend. Give me Taylor and the Trojans. I think they're going to get it done. It seems like they hit a grand slam every other day now, Taylor does. Give me Noah Huseman, TJ Bass. Give me the Taylor Trojans. And last but not least, our big series of the week, Weber International and GGC. Connor's taking GGC. Are you taking GGC? I have to imagine that you are. I am. I think it's going to be a really good series. I think it's going to be a low-scoring series. I just think Gwinnett has too much offense. I think they're a little bit better offensively. I think on the mound, Weber can go toe-to-toe with GGC and anybody. But I think offensively, that's going to be the difference. Give me Gwinnett in a really close series. It would not surprise me at all if Weber takes a game. For the sake, I'm going to take Weber. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do it. I will take Weber. I believe in the Sun Conference. I'm a big TSC guy the way that you're an SEC guy. I will take Weber International. How did we do last week, though? Well, Cody, you know what? You and I both went two and four, and Connor went three and three. So, uh, you know, really in our first ever pick 'em week, uh, not so hot from you and I, but a lot of room to improve with the rest of the season to go as we get closer and closer to the halfway point of the NAI baseball season. Yeah, not how we wanted to start things, right? You know, not a great form. You <laughs> call me the foremost authority, and I'm out here throwing up two and fours. Not how I wanted to start things, but it's not how you start, boys. It's how you finish. I'm going to be rolling going into May. Absolutely. I, th- I think you'll do really well, man. You know, you're pretty spot on with, with a lot of this stuff. And, um, you know, next week, we've got a 10 to Lewiston. We've got a top 25 to talk about. A lot to go over. Really exciting stuff. Thank you to Anthony Bethel for joining us on the show. As always, thank you to Cody Butler for taking time out of his day to jump on this with us. And, you know, just Cody, man, any final thoughts before we get going here where we're getting ready to head into mid-March and be halfway done with the regular season of, of NAI baseball? Well, that kind of saddens me when you put it like that. That's a, it is. a somber tone yeah, to hear that we are halfway. But we are halfway. I mean, you look at Southeastern, they've played 25 games. A lot of these teams look at teams like Vanguard and Arizona Christian, they've played more. So, uh, yeah, it's sad, but I'm looking forward to the conclusion. Uh, the best is yet to come. I truly believe that. I cannot wait to see. Conference play is pretty much going to start picking up everywhere across the board. And I love conference play. I think conference play is incredible because the early weeks, you get to see non-conference plays. And then we get to see A plus B equals C. 
We can see, mm -hmm. oh, they beat them in non-conference in February, but then they won. I'm just really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really good. I like that Pythagorean theorem there. You know, absolutely spot on, man. I, I think I'm, I'm excited for us to get into conference play more and more because we get to see those matchups that we've been wanting to see. Uh, we're getting a lot of it on the West Coast early on, and, and we'll get some of it now with uh, all the other teams from around the nation. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, really, really heavy show this week as far as stats go. We talked a lot of different teams. We highlighted a lot of different programs. We talked, you know, for the first time ever, we mentioned really Oakland City. Uh, we talked about, you know, what's what's been going on at Cornerstone. Just a really good show this week and, and really – uh, something that I, I really enjoy each week is is getting to see those teams like Ottawa, like Cornerstone, have those big weekends. And really, Cody, we're seeing more and more teams that over the past couple of years, you know, have have not been necessarily super successful, have that success and start to build off of that. And, and they're trying to make something great happen. We love to see it, man. I want to see everyone shine. It's good to see some new bloods. I think it's good, man. Parity for the league. A lot of these teams are stepping up playing really well and uh parody is good for baseball parody is good for any sport honestly and i like to see it i like to see conferences that are five or six deep we don't need to see the same team every single year so uh unless it's alabama football of course then you know roll tide but everything else man let's just get some new buds i can't wait till uh texas and alabama kick off at 11 a.m central standard time from daryl k royal texas memorial stadium in austin texas I can't wait until Texas gets out of the Big 12 and comes showing to ESPN where we can put you on a night game. <laughs> you, you, you and me both. I may not have – I may be uh, not renewing my season tickets so I can do other things in life. Uh, but you know what, man? I'm, I'm looking forward to that game and, and uh, more of a yearly thing with Alabama. And I look forward to maybe not our football dominance, but certainly dominance in basketball and baseball. You know, we're currently 5-0 and against the SEC. So, you know, definitely a, a lot to look forward to uh, with that, man. But until next week, Cody, thank you for, you know, taking some time out of the day and all the hard work that you put into the show. That'll do it for us here. It is Season 5, Episode 6, brought to you by Off Speed Athletics, the title sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast. Until next time, you can get all of your stats, scores, information at NAI Ball on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me, Rob Gutierrez, the host of the NAI Ball Podcast, at RobG1063, as well on Twitter. And then outside of that, you know, we've got everything you need. Just everything you need is done by Cody, Connor, and myself. All of the scores, information for NAI baseball. Nobody gives small college baseball better comprehensive coverage than we do. So we are super excited to continue to do this for y'all. Uh, you know, we really don't get anything, don't make anything from it. It's just something that we love to do. And we're here for y'all always via DM, via text, via phone call, whatever y'all need. So this has been season five, episode six. Until next time, we hope you have a great day and even better tomorrow. We'll talk to you soon here at the NAI Ball Podcast.